everybody, it's Christine here with the Unknown Humans Remain True Crime Podcast. And today we have episode 31, and it is a gentleman in Puerto Rico. Uh, and the date of the deceased, uh, the date of finding, is January 15th, 2017. Now, this doesn't go with our normal. Uh, you guys know that follow this. Uh, I was working on some of the very, very old cases to get them taken care of. And then I decided to switch it up and work on maybe some more recent cases uh, where more information might be more top of mind that somebody may know something somewhere. So we can also highlight those for the regular investigation methods. And then if not, we can always fall back on our genetic genealogy. So let's get started talking about this case. All right, we're here in the NAMAS database. And unfortunately, I mean, I guess fortunately it's good, but unfortunately for us, we have uh, a photo of the poor gentleman that we can see up at the top. Uh, this is NAMAS case UP17285, the UP for unidentified persons. Those are unidentified deceased persons. And this says uh, male multiple. So that's interesting. I wonder if there's other cases at the same time. I'm not sure, not sure what that means at this point. Uh, so let's see what here. So it says uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. And we haven't done a case in Puerto Rico, so I, I thought I would choose that one. And the uh, body was found January 15, 2017, and the NAMAS case was created December 2017. So that is great, uh, getting uh, faster on getting these cases into the system. And again, the location, San Juan, Puerto Rico, male, the circumstances, male who was found in a street, in a street with gunshot wound. GSW is a gunshot wound. All parts are recovered with a recognizable face. And you can see I just from the small image, looks like some sort of fight or damage or something happened that, that is not natural, right? Um, looks like we've got some bruising and stuff there. And just a warning uh, for young folks or people that are squeamish, um, this is a public website, uh, but um, I haven't clicked on the documents yet, so I don't know how it's going to get. For those of you that are listening, you can go on our YouTube channel and check it out. I don't know um, how difficult these photos are going to be. Uh, the physical description, the hair color is brown. The head hair description is curly. It says no body hair, no facial hair description. Uh, brown eyes and then we've got a distinctive physical features here we've got this this tattoo let me see okay it looks to be gosh I don't it looks like some sort of a dragon those of you that might be more familiar with that can comment maybe a dragon and those are the feet coming down with a a star there just trying to take a different look at it. Maybe a mythical, I don't know, it looks to me to be a dragon. Maybe it's some sort of tribal symbol. I am not, I am not sure. Okay. 
So going back to the description, we've got the clothing and accessories. So it says accessories, none. Clothing, black t-shirt, red t-shirt, a boxer with squared blue jeans. A boxer. Okay, I'm not sure what that is. I mean, I'm thinking of boxer shorts. <laughs> okay, black t-shirt, red t-shirt. Okay, so this is January. Maybe it was a little cooler. So they were wearing layers. I'm not sure what the boxer with squared blue jeans is. Maybe you guys can comment below if you understand that. I'm, I'm thinking it might be boxers with squares and blue jeans. Uh, red and black sneakers. Interesting. So we've got a black t-shirt and a red t-shirt and red and black sneakers. And that's immediately, I can't tell. Um, I don't want to assume anything about this gentleman. Um, but many times, um, you know, when they're there, you know, maybe he just wanted a match. Um, but sometimes colors can be very important uh, for all kinds of things. Um, family associations, sports teams, uh, all kinds of things. So that's real interesting that it was matching there. And okay, I'm going to go to the images and I, I don't know how um, close this picture is going to get. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to zoom in on this. Um, you can kind of see here uh, somebody who was in um, just because the nature, he, he looks to be very, very bruised up. Like he was in a fight, some type of road rash or, um, injuries on his face. Uh, if you want to go to the NAMAS dashboard and, and look at it yourself, um, you can, uh, we're not into gore here. Um, we've got the tattoo, uh, and obviously this was somebody that either lived in San Juan uh, in Puerto Rico, somewhere in Puerto Rico. Um, oh, you know what? And I totally, I totally skipped over this somehow. Uh, let me go back. So the demographics is a male, white, Caucasian, Hispanic, Latino, a late teen or young adult, 5'10", 141 pounds. Okay. With a gunshot wound. And it's interesting, this multiple male. So I'll have to go back and see if there's any other folks, um, involved in this and we don't have no gps or anything like that so that's all we have on the public facing part of this um, but if you know somebody that is missing that was in san juan or in puerto rico uh about um late teens young adults uh that's missing um you know looks like that uh, that would be something that that we would want to work on. If not, I'm I'm assuming it says found with a gunshot wound. That could be self-inflicted. I didn't want to say assume there. It could be self-inflicted. Somebody could have shot him. Um, it could have been a random um, overshooting or uh, shooting into a crowd or something like that. We have no idea. Uh, so if somebody is not able to identify this person through an investigation through normal police work, then that would be something that, of course, we could attempt through DNA. And with it being a recent case, that would be uh, much less expensive to do when, we, when they have to do the 
bone grinding and all that stuff that's what uh, can can be very expensive on this so some good information here I'll have to check and see what this multiple male designation means here just coming back real quick and showing this tattoo I can't tell whether it's right arm or left arm now that's interesting because it is not listed the tattoo is not listed where it is okay usually they give a description i can't tell i'm trying to see if that's i want to say that's left arm left inner arm yeah i want to say that's left inner forearm for that there if uh, you guys understand what that is or have an idea what that might represent uh you know feel free to comment below and as always, we want to thank you for your support. Please like, share, uh, and forward any information that you have. Um, you can always join us in the Facebook group if you'd like to work on this case or any other one that is of interest for you. Uh, we also have the clothing line, um, the hoodie, um, the mouse pad, the shirts, all kinds of, of good stuff in the Ponytail Publishing store. Now, why does it say Ponytail Publishing? Because that is my publishing company. As you might know, I write the genetic genealogy, uh, true crime, cozy mysteries that uh, are not all blood and guts and gore, not cozy, cozy in the traditional sense, but uh, really good reads, um, escape reads, where I take uh, the cases that we just released the third book called Fabric of Deceit, which I don't want to get the case number wrong, uh, was one of our cases. Well, they've all been, the first three books are all taken from the cases from the Unknown Humans Remain podcast. And what I do is I take the facts of the case and I make up a fiction story and talk through the investigation portion, uh, how it would be investigated, just like a regular investigation, along with the genetic genealogy and identification methods and, you know, working it like it would be a real case, even though it is a fiction story that is made up. Again, trying to raise money for the lab work for these folks to get these investigations done and uh, just bring light to all these poor people that have been unidentified, these unknown humans. So I thank you and I will see you, talk to you on the next episode. Have a good day.